You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 79, Norse God Malice and Demon Phallus. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that comes from the net through systems, peoples, and cities to this place. The Savage Fincast. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. I'm Raven Perez. And we are back, and it feels like it's been a while for April. It does. It feels like we haven't recorded since Christmas, but I think we got one in January. Who knows? I could check. I'm lazy. At this point, let's just call it first show of the year. <laughs> okay. Brand new. <laughs> all new, all different. Savage Fincast. Happy 2019, everybody. Hint, it's going to be much the same. <laughs> now, it's going to be better than ever, dude. We got a whole lot of tricks. Like, you motherfuckers Traps. aren't even going to know what's going to hit you. Trust me. So many tricks and new plans. Tricks and tips <laughs> from mm-hmm. video game pros, Raven and Jim. New segments. There's going to be new, like, opinion columns, like Craig's cooking tips. <laughs> Step one, don't electrocute the baby. <laughs> I mean, that could be step one of many lists. But anyway, no, it's good. I'm excited. I think I'm excited for Savage Dragon. We're going to hit issue 250 this year. Big, big I'm excited. Year. I'm excited to hear you bros' opinions on 242. It was a rock-solid issue. Got some things to say about it. That's we got. Sure. We got some tortoises, some mutant tortoises to talk about. Oh, we do have some tortoises to talk about. We got a top ten list from Raven, right? <laughs> oh yeah, secrets. I'm really, I'm really stoked to hear this. It's good. I hope you guys mine, which I will regale you with at some point. I just want to <laughs> warn you guys, though. Like, if you um, and you you should know, but if you have tender nipples, you might want to get like the runner bandages. Because this list is hot. Tender nips. Yep. If you got the tender nips, you might want to bandage those baby feeders because I'm about to blow your nips off with this top ten list. But first, we got some news. Yeah, let's do it. And because we are the most prepared podcast on the internet, I don't think we picked uh, who's doing what. So, I will (laughs) kick us off with uh, news item A. Uh, We got a cover for issue 246. Yes. Uh, the copy reads, Return of the Scourge, Malcolm Dragon's deadliest foe returns, more powerful than ever. Another outlandish achievement from the award-winning writer-artist Eric Larson. So this is the one with uh, Malcolm and Scourge in the Sky. Uh, duking it out. Duking it out. Um, I think a, a lot of people, including me, mm-hmm. uh, thought this cover may have been a callback to a previous Savage Dragon cover. With Powerhouse? Is yeah, that... with Powerhouse, and because I am the most prepared, I forget to look <laughs> up in advance. But apparently, uh, Eric says uh, that was a coincidence. Yeah. Um, I think that the big thing was that because 
they're high up in the sky. He's he's given the city this curvature, mm-hmm. uh, which is, is very cool, very cool look. And uh, both covers kind of like butt into each other because one's facing to the left and the other's facing to the right. Mm-hmm. So it's very they're very similar uh, in uh, composition. Composition exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just thought it was cool. Um, of course, I personally, although I didn't bring it up, really bring it up till now, I kind of think uh, Scourge's pose looks a lot like Powerhouse's pose on like the cover for two forty-five. Mm-hmm. If you put them right side by side, they look very similar. I don't think that was intentional either. So you're saying that the Scourge is actually Powerhouse conspiracy theorists need to just give it a rest? Y- yes, because that All shouldn't right. be a thing. All right. No, no one should think that. You heard it here first, guys. Oswald Cobblepot, or whatever his <laughs> name is, is not powerhouse in disguise. What the hell is his name? It's long. Higgin- <laughs> He's stalling. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I just like the listeners to feel more informed than us because that makes crawfish them feel- kettle corn. Crawfish, crawfish kettle corn. corn. Good man, Craig. Return of the Savage Dragon the wiki. wiki. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew you were using the wiki. You know what, though? I'm glad to see Scourge back. I hope that he doesn't die too Instantly. soon. And he keeps, he keeps coming back. I hope he turns into Malcolm's overlord in a way and we get a little more info on him. And he's, uh, I hope he's a bastard and he kills some major character. I hope he does something different than overlord. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love the idea, too, that he's a mechanically themed, like, kind of villain. So just that text, you know, he's more powerful than ever. This guy's an inventor. He's clever. And the idea that he can just lose, come back and upgrade his armor and be even more deadly. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, and I want to know more. I mean, is the face organic? Is it a mask? What's going on with it? You know, I, I want to learn more about the secrets of Scourge. You'd have to assume he's not just an old ass man anymore. Like if he's into like genetic mutation and shit, like we saw that he was. Yeah, he's got like that uh, buffalo stew and all those mm-hmm. kind of animal mutant guys that yep. he experimented on. So anything could be going on with him himself right now. So yeah, I think it's a rubber mask. <laughs> Like goblin a green style. goblin style mask. <laughs> okay, yep. sure. We're going on. I don't buy it, but sure. Feel how you will. <laughs> Issue 250, our next item. I mean, you probably could have guessed this, dear listener, but Issue 250 in the letter column of Issue 242, more or less confirmed to be a hundred pager. Hey, we kind of thought so, but was there except- any doubt really? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think so. I take nothing for granted. I never had a doubt. What I take it- anniversary issues for granted. I got to tell you that. Do if you? It's got a. If it's got a. If it's a hundred, two hundred, or fifty ends in a fifty, I fully think that Larson was going to make it a double issue. I expect it at this point. I do. I don't take it for granted. I think that's maybe, but I do expect it. <laughs> Expect the unexpected. One of these days, we're going to have that wimpy anniversary issue, and it's issue three hundred, ten pages, mutiny. It's going to feel bad. We're going to get that skinny anniversary issue. 
I feel like at this at this point he's running out of like old stuff to like reprint, but maybe mm-hmm. not. You know, a lot of his like anniversary issues have like reprints of like his older stuff in there. As at least one of the stories, right? I feel like we've gone up through it all. I don't know if there's anything left. There's a there's like a three part Big Bang adventure we could get in color. Really? Which one? The one with dragon in it? Yeah. Or yeah, because I know he did the the Mighty Man ones already. Right. Well, at this point, too, it's like he's to the point now to where it's like, oh, let me tweak this or tweak that. Like, that's the new stuff we can get. Like, it has to be something like recolored or something that was never in color or something like that. Yeah. Oh, well, I can't wait. Are... really excited, especially since it takes place after this Scourge issue. So, yeah. I and mean, there's still like there's like three more issues between 46 and 250. Literally anything can happen. Well, that's the thing, too. Wouldn't you feel like, I mean, if you were just, like, to build it up. So, Scourge, there's three more issues, but even still yet, 250 would be the fourth issue after the Scourge fight. Mm -hmm. And so, with Scourge poised to be the new Overlord, like, if him and Malcolm are duking it out in 246, it does kind of make you say, huh, I wonder what 250 is going to be all about. So, oh, it's good. I'm excited. I can't wait. Right. Yeah. I mean, or it could be something completely different. Who knows? Yeah. We could be. Angel becomes a new bad guy. More Captain Tootsie. (laughs) (laughs) She's definitely getting shittier with the issue. Shittier each issue. Yeah. So, uh, shall we move along? So, Raven, you hit us with this. You got a top 10 list of some kind to regale us with. Get ready. For a real quick top ten, so here goes. So we can do a little. I figured a little top ten segment, and dear listeners, check it out. Before we get into my top ten, I wanted to say welcome to beautiful new world of top tens, baby. We're into it. We're into this top ten thing. For one, maybe you want to make your own top ten and submit it to us. Maybe you think my top ten list sucks shit and you want to argue with me about it. Craig, Jim, you guys can bring your top ten list to the table. I already got a good one. Oh, top, my 10, uh... top ten dead savage dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. Oddly topical, too. So, without further ado, we don't like to slow up the meat and potatoes. Let's just make this quick and dirty. And you guys jump in at any point. I'm going to give my top 10 things, a little bit of elaboration on each one, but we're not going to be long with this. This is going to be quick, just a little extra for your listening pleasure. And now, without further ado, my top 10 reasons. There's been a lot of ado. <laughs> without, without further, <laughs> further ado, ado. Yeah, without further ado, the top 10 reasons the original Savage Dragon should never return. <gasps> Get ready. Here we go, baby. We're getting into it. Number 10, Old Man Dragon. Less fun than it sounds. All right. If you bring Old Man Dragon back, you bring him back, he's going to be an old guy. We don't want this. Nobody wants this. You don't want to see Old Man Dragon run around. We had this. No, you don't want it. He's, he would be old. His foes are old. He would be powerless. He would be constantly in need of some kind of uh, way to survive we actually have a character that is weak and barely, you know, surviving every issue now. It's called Maxine. And so 
Yeah, you don't want two of those characters in the book. I don't know one person that wants Old Man Dragon back. Who? I would have to go with backup artist Simon Millette and his Avage Dragons uh, strip. You know what, Simon? <laughs> You're voted off the island. <laughs> Next, number nine. The book doesn't even need him at this point. Old Man Dragon, he's in the book. What does he contribute? Babysitter? Not exactly. We have Angel as a babysitter. We even pick up a new babysitter this issue. Well, what's he going to be doing? Is he going to be kicking around America? I don't know. That just doesn't seem interesting. Again, tying back into number 10, he's just a powerless old guy at this point. Old Man Dragon wouldn't bring value to the book through his presence. Number eight. Him returning undoes his happy ending. Guys. Quote, unquote. <laughs> we got Dragon. He opens the pearly gates. A bevy of leggy supermodels. He smiles. He dives in. Hey. Let's just let that old pony ride off into the sunset. That's a. You think that's a, the best ending for any superhero? <laughs> for me, it's probably one of the more final ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to undo it, I don't want to undo it. I don't want to see the panel where he's sitting around. And he's like, "Well, you're not virgins anymore." <sighs> and Damn it's it. just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. This it. got old faster than I expected. <laughs> or like, or like, you know, they're all just talking to him about his taxes and saying, "Ah." I, now, you know, you need to like their feelings. I don't know. We, it, it, we don't need any more. We don't need any more. That's his happy ending. He got it. He smiled. It's funny. It was very on brand for his character. Let's not fuck it up. That's a good ending. Number seven. He's done everything anyway. What do you want to see from the man? What do you want to see old man dragon do at this point? We're talking about a guy that has been shrunk a guy that has used a Martian shrink ray to beat up a Galactus-type character. We're talking about a guy that was turned into, like, a phantom and possessed another guy's body. And, you know, uh, he just ran around. Like We're talking about a guy who he got basically killed and then came back through some kind of weird, like, venom symbiote-type, you know, like, creature. We're talking about a guy who turned evil and almost killed the entire Earth. We're talking about a guy that rotted in prison. We're talking about a guy who just so many things things dragons done at this point to space traveler yeah space traveler yeah oh yeah other planets with his people like it's just it's been done we've seen him in every scenario it's not going to you're not going to thrill to his further exploits in fact again jumping back to number 10 he's gonna be old these exploits are gonna be less grandiose it's gonna be worse i would like to see him go back in time and fight side by side with conan (laughs) (laughs) we can tell the joke answers Uh, you just hey thank you for the assist you simply helped me number six (laughs) destroys now we're getting into the weirder we're getting into the more detail more specific weirder ones number six it destroys a potential for multi-first dragon special cameos all right so if you got old man dragon kicking around then it's not going to be a special thrill Whenever we get to see flashbacks of old man, of dragon in his prime, you know, dealing when he was like a, when it's not going to be special if we see a dragon from another universe, because we'll still have the real finger quotes dragon over here being all old and lame. Instead, with dragon gone, 
now we have a potential for he's been absent for the book for like years. And then all of a sudden a portal opens up. Oh, <laughs> and he steps through and it's exciting because it's dragon looking like the <laughs> way you remember. Oh, he's got the cop uniform on. Oh, he's muscly and he's young. <laughs> very exciting, right? <laughs> all that well, you put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. But all that excitement goes away. He said all muscly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you hated Thin Dragon. You even right. said on the Fincast. I, I I'm not not denying that. So yeah. So basically, we have the multiverse, we have glum, we have, you know, a potential, like the window for those stories exists. And that special moment can happen in the book. That special moment cannot be as special with old man dragon kicking around. It can't. So let's not rob that amazing potential by having old man dragon come back. Number five, Malcolm's already a better character anyway. Check it out out true believer i know that you don't think so maybe (laughs) maybe you don't but the malcolm train has been going for a long time we've seen him from birth to current age the only other superhero that you've seen that much exposure is, is like a guy like superman think about it we saw superman as a baby we know superman's youth in smallville and then we saw him as a guy in metropolis same thing with malcolm we saw malcolm as a baby we saw malcolm grow up and you know these dimension x adventures now he's a grown man having his own family that's cool that's unique unlike dragon who simply appeared out of nowhere man just shitting on dragon now sorry dude that's the list well, he, is, <laughs> he is the worst that's the list. And and again, Malcolm not only is more developed, like we know his favorite video game character. It's Blanca from Street Fighter. We know his favorite movie. It's Speed Racer. We we know he, he's a man who's fathered these children. And yeah, he got into some weird shit, but he's very monogamous. He has lightning powers. Amen. Like, Can I hear an amen? He has an extended family, unlike Dragon, who was just a loner, a, you know, an action hero. Malcolm Dragon is more fully realized than original Dragon could ever hope to be. And that's why Malcolm Dragon's a better character. Number Preach four, it, brother. Preach it. Number four, Maxine would fuck him, and you don't want that. Hear me out. Wait, what? what? Yeah, hear me out. This is why this is so high on the list. Yes, Maxine's going through dire times right now. But I have no reason to believe that she won't get back on that horse. You know what I mean. We saw her get flirty. The the zucchini, right? Yeah. We saw her get flirty with him when he was old man dragon before. There's no reason to believe that that couldn't happen. You don't want it. You don't want it. You don't want father and son pitted against one another. You don't want to see Maxine. Riding a gross old green bastard? You don't want it. That's why it's so high on the list. That's how little you want it. Number three. <laughs> now we're getting serious mode. Number three, it goes against the progression that Savage Dragon has always had as a comic. This goes without saying. We've talked about this many times on the show, so I won't dwell on it very much. But with some exceptions, obviously dragons fudged things here and there, but death is pretty permanent in the world of Savage Dragon. Progress happens. Time marches on. It's a huge selling point. The book doesn't get to rest on its laurels. It doesn't get to keep telling the same old story. 
times change, things change. Old Man Dragon coming back would just spit in the face of what the book has worked so hard to accomplish. Number two, it won't help sales. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little giggle after that. I'm so sorry. This is why this is so high on the list. A lot of people, when they talk about Old Man Dragon coming back, they act like it's the magic bullet that will get more heat on the book. You're wrong. You simply are wrong. When Dragon was back in blue, I don't think that it was a significant jump. If Dragon was to return, he wouldn't be the cop dragon that you uh, are secretly in your heart hoping for. He would be Old Man Dragon, unless there was some reason for him to be young looking and a cop again, which would be just, it would feel like a cop out. <laughs> so, Raven, I'll take you all back. Shoot ya. <laughs> you do another pun like that. I can't help it. Cop out. I'm just saying, if you bring Old Man Dragon back, it won't help sales. Despite what people might believe, it's not the missing ingredient. And number one, the number one reason the original Savage Dragon should never return, most fans don't know the difference anyway. (laughs) No, oh come you on! Mean, you mean come most, on! You mean most non-fans don't know yeah. anyway. Tying into number two, but why this is number one above number two? Most fans won't know the difference. What am I talking about? I am talking about non-fans. If you want to bump the book up, if you want to, everything you do, even as a storyteller, you're trying to help your story grow and reach more people. You're helping expand your audience or whatever else, right? It's alarming. If you have Twitter or Facebook interactions, the amount of people who do not even realize that the son of the original Savage Dragon is now the lead. You'll, you, it's not uncommon, Jim, Craig, I know you can back me up on this. It's not uncommon for someone to say, gee, doesn't Savage Dragon look like he's drawn blacker these days or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Most, most people don't even realize that Savage Dragon is gone. And so if you brought him back, there would be no benefit because most people don't even realize that he's gone in the first place. And that's my number one reason why you shouldn't bring Savage Dra- the original Savage Dragon back. Maybe you hate my list. Maybe you love it. Maybe you totally agree with me. Hopefully we can hear from you. Give us your own top ten list. Craig, Jim, do you have anything you want to throw at me? Uh, that's a sweet list. One thing... I- I don't even want Dragon back as like an alternate reality type thing. You just never want to see him again. I think we're good. I'd rather see something new. Just place your hand right upon his face and push him out of frame. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I'm not going to bellyache if he does, but I'm fine with that chapter being done. I'm not a big alternate reality, evil twin, whatever clone fan. Right. And I think we've seen a lot of that in Dragon as it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm good. I'm good. Let's just make new characters and move forward. I do think, uh, for what it's worth, I, I think uh, Eric gets all this anyway. This list is not directed at anybody like creatively. I'm simply saying that uh, very often, and the reason why I decided to kick top tens off, other top tens will probably be you know more silly. We could even do silly top tens like top ten, you know 
potential romance options for Captain Tootsie. I'm just saying anything can... fist through a face. Anything can happen. Heavy flow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's it. We just wanted to start start off with an easy I one. have one more to add to your list. Oh, Uh-oh. let's... Here we go. Is it number zero or number 11? Number what have you. <laughs> you, don't 5. Want, 5. you don't want Savage Dragon back because... He's already been killed like five, four or five times. Yeah. Yep. He he himself has spit in the face of the Savage Dragon progression. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all been done. It's all it's all been done. So, and that's it. That's our uh, top ten reasons the original Savage Dragon should never return. And hopefully you enjoyed my list. Maybe you hated it. Whatever. Let's hear either way. Maybe you have your own list. Let's hear it. Yeah, let's hear your list. Send them to us at the Savage Fincast at gmail.com. Uh, if we get some good ones, we'll read them out. Uh, you can be as, as detailed or as undetailed as you want. Just, you can bullet point it or you can uh, give us a write-up like Craig did. Or, sorry, like Raven did. We're the same guy. Yeah. Yes. Very Just similar. project our voices differently. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I just pretend to really like video games sometimes. That's me. I pretend to go places and have money. (laughs) We never speak at the same time, but yet we do. That's a trick of the light. Jim fixes that in editing. (laughs) Yeah, it's post. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, uh, hey, what do you say we get into some meat and potatoes? All right. We're supposed to be reading comics for this podcast. Yeah. So I gotta say, this cover two forty two right off the bat is a weird. Is different. It's weird. I love it. It's got yeah, some. It, my when I, I think when we first saw it, it didn't have the "Anti the God" text, so it had like mm-hmm. some weird negative space going on. Yep. As far as covers go, but uh, I think putting the text in there has helped to tighten it up a bit. Uh, when I went to do the official spoiler thread graphic. Um, even on Image's official website, it yeah. was just the empty negative space. Ooh. It was really hard, actually, to find the Ant and the God copy, like, version. <laughs> like I say, this is a pretty good, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like a classic sort of Savage Dragon cover. It's got a bit of the what the fuck going on. <laughs> yeah. When I went to, uh, when I shared this, this got some of the best pop. Like, uh, some of the most likes and comments, you know. So I think it's a strong-ass cover just because... It's funny. It's a funny cover. It's funny. It's cool poses that you typically don't see on a cover. I mean, Eric's good at drawing covers and doing something different. I mean, some, you know, he does once in a while have you know a, a cover that looks like an older cover of his. But you know, for this one and, and for many of them, he he ends up doing something different and unique. It seems like that. It's really fun. Yeah, this this cover's great, and I do want to say, did you notice, it's actually consistent throughout the whole issue, but uh, did you notice that this fella doesn't have any, he's got hairy, uh, hairy arms and chest, but he doesn't really have leg hair? Right. No, I, I, guess I didn't <laughs> notice that. Troublesome. It troubles me. <laughs> Troublesome. It troubles me deeply. The ant and the god and the alien. It's good. It is nice to have Ant back. Yeah. Great visual, man. I'm ready for more. You know, we were talking a little bit real fast about, you know, backups and things like that. Ant the book has been in limbo for a long time. Yeah. 
if if Ant the book never happened, but Ant the backup happened. I mean, that that'd be great, but I kind of feel that you only get to do the Ant series again once. You, you don't really want to to, to to coin a phrase, blow your load. Uh, <laughs> quite a phrase. Quite. <laughs> I mean, I think it would just be better to just gradually accumulate Ant material and then just try it as a comic. Ultimately, right. I would prefer it as a standalone comic. Me too. Just but... because I think it's got legs and it would kind of just kind of spoil it to revert to backups. I'm saying uh, if if it need, if need be, I'd be okay with that. But yeah, I too would prefer it to be its own thing. It's a good ass cover though, and check it out. Craig, I feel like this is something you would have researched. Is the University of Toronto do they actually have an annual tri campus snowball? Damn fight? it. I read that and I didn't look it up. <laughs> I feel like it's impossible that it's not the case. Yeah, it's gotta be. I don't know though. To, to, for Eric to include it, it feels like it must be a thing. Yeah, because what a thing to make up. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm freaking thrilled that Captain Tootsie's in, oh, in this issue as well. Still here. <laughs> yeah, love it. Better than that, I love that basically like during the snowball fight, they are, uh, him and Malcolm are just sort of like, you know, tidying up last issue a little bit. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we were confused. <laughs> yeah, it makes all the sense in the world after they have this conversation. But basically, he was like we thought he was just stalling Malcolm, putting on a show. Yeah, couldn't bring his couldn't bring his spaceship back because of the anti alien sentiment in America, which again makes nothing but sense. It was funny, didn't that kind of like after you read it, didn't that make like all the sense in the world? Yeah. What I'm kind of like laughing about is like, so obviously they're having this conversation, right? So how much time could have really passed between last episode and this episode? And what do they just decide to go have a snowball fight? Like uh, Captain Tootsie's like, I'm probably here for another day on assignment. Might as well go have a snowball fight. (laughs) Having a time. He's enjoying himself. Well, I think his, I think his, uh, uh, Secret Legion pals are probably participating as well. They are. Yeah, they're all in there. So there you go. That's all the justification you need. Kids got to have fun. They need chaperones. You could also, if you really want to think things through, say he's uh, potentially giving uh, old Sexbot there a little test run. <laughs> wow. I didn't Did want to think. Th- go ahead. Oh, that's right. He He's the one who reprogrammed her, so... I love it. I just want to say I love it because uh, Captain Tootsie, we, we kind of didn't know when Captain Tootsie showed up. We were like, is he going to be a genius like he was in the original comics? Apparently. Apparently so. Because not only does he reprogram uh, and fix up the robot, but like uh, on top of that, like I just love the turn of phrase light hours. Oh, yeah. Like, because everybody always talks about light years, but he tells Malcolm they were a few light hours away. I mean, that's a real thing, you know, right? I know, but I'm just saying it's great because you never even hear you never hear about light hours. You hear clearly, light years. Clearly, they don't read as many science fiction books as I do. <laughs> Boom. Top ten things Jim has said to make me angry. 
All right. Forgive me. I, I don't, I guess. The sun is light minutes away. Is it? Yeah, it's eight minutes, eight light minutes away. It takes huh. eight minutes for light from the sun to reach the earth. So light hours would be definitely outside of the solar system, right? No, I, mm, I'd have to crunch the numbers on that. But yeah, a light, a light, a light hour is how long a light takes to travel in one hour. You just talking, Raven. You just hit your calculator button and you do it, Jim. You're right, calculator button. Don't fail me now. This should be old hat to you. You read this all the time. <laughs> I love it. I love this snowball fight, though. I'm okay with it. It's fun and it's funny, and. If you're going to have the characters have exposition, this beats the hell out of them just standing around. I guess Buddy Costanza wasn't down for Snowball Fights. Oh, old man, old man, Buddy. Old man Costanza. <laughs> I don't think his old ass could keep it up. We got super powered sex robots and superheroes. and I do like the characterization in this scene, though. I do like how like Maxine's still pouting. You know, and how we're showing that, like, uh, Angel and Frank are, you know, really hitting it off. Yeah. I love really how, hitting it off. I love how Maxine just, like, whips a snowball at Malcolm's wiener. <laughs> and then she doesn't say she's, like, still angry and pouty. Yeah, it's kind of like at first when I first read this, I was like, damn, Malcolm, bit of a dick, like laying out an ultimatum. But when you look back at it, really, he's not really being too much of a dick. He's just kind of having an extreme reaction. And then they end up hugging. So it's really not that bad. I thought there was a lot of good character development in this issue. Oh, yeah, man. So Pluto is about 40... Uh, Here we go. from the sun and one light hour is approximately 7.2 astronomical units from the sun so they were out around pluto no 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 the, actually it's even closer than that because uh one one au is the one astronomical unit is the distance from the earth to the sun mm-hmm. okay so there's so pluto is about 40 of those from the sun but one light hour is only 7.2 of those so it's definitely within the solar system. Hold the phone. Didn't they actually say that they were fighting people from Jupiter or Venus? Oh, Venus! Right, you're right. That would only be a, that many. That that would be within light minute, light minutes, uh, light hours. Yes. Huh. This comic smart as shit. <laughs> wow, that is kind of cool, actually. I'm actually really. That's. I'm actually impressed. Huh. I just wasn't expecting that one offline to be scientifically accurate. That's all. Cool. Well, thanks, Jim. Not like parsecs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, bullshit space talk. Uh, parsecs <laughs> are real. Yeah, they are. God damn it! But but the four parsecs or something wasn't. Yeah, that was mis mis misused in Star Wars. Right. It was it, parsecs are a unit of distance, not a unit of time. Like I would fucking know. It's all very fascinating, Raven. <laughs> um. Anyway, I really like this barbarian smashing the shit out of this tree. It's really awesome. That's an awesome splash page. It is. Unless you guys want to talk about I mean, parsecs. You, you guys, well, I want to talk. I want to go back to the snowball fight and talk about mm-hmm. uh, Return of uh, Cartoon Angel Face. 
Yes. Fun, fun <laughs> times are had. But yes. Allow, allow me to praise also um, the coloring. There's some really beautiful stuff like going on with the sky and the mm-hmm. snow effects. Yep. So this is really standout coloring like on this snowball fight, especially. Yeah, the blues and whites are really strong. Uh, did, we, did, we talk, did we talk about Frank and Angel making out? Yeah, for a quick second, I okay. just said I uh, enjoy that they're showing more of you know the characterization and them kind of getting hot and heavy. And uh, then uh, Malcolm and Maxine have their little. I guess it was a fight, but Malcolm's. I don't know. I'm still not thrilled with Malcolm. I Cl- knew that was going to be the gym take. He's, more, he's clearly frustrated. I mean, I can get get it, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. He shouldn't be yelling at her. But he's just trying to get her to stop being like, at this point, like, it didn't the last issue, didn't even her therapist tell her that she should, you know, kind of try to be moving on a bit? I don't know. That was, that wasn't, what that was sort of implied so in the text somewhere. I think letting go of things to a degree is a part of healing. You really just don't want her to be shitty forever. Well, not forever, but it's been like literally two months in t- real time. That's 60 days! <laughs> maybe, maybe three months if you're really uh, generous with time uh, presentation, but I don't know. It's still just... It's definitely an ongoing thing. And when we get to the end of this issue, we'll talk more about it. Well, I mean, you know, he says, I don't want you to push me away, and I don't want you to leave. You know, he might have had a frustrated moment because he got a snowball in the dick, but ultimately, he is trying to be good here. I don't know. It seems like an ultimatum, and I don't care for it. That's okay. You know what? That's perfectly... That was my initial impression as well. I was like, oh man, ultimatum. Not good relationship stuff. Not not a good look, Malcolm. But I came around on it. Alright, so yeah, let's get to uh, Tree Smashing. It's good, dude. It's a good splash page. So I guess he is a god. Yes. yes, I guess yep. that, that is established in this issue. It isn't. He is one of the gods from Godtown. We just have never seen him before, right? But they act like like he's well known or something because they kind of yeah. talk. They call him Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. So he must be like Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah Ragnarok. Like Ragnarok without the Nura in the middle. <laughs> Ragnarok. It makes sense that even though we didn't know them, that the characters would know these guys. Because it's kind of like, even though we've never seen this guy, I mean, you have to imagine that probably most normal people would be aware of, like, gods on their planet. You know what I mean? No, I, probably right. not. People are no? pretty oblivious about things. And the gods generally go out of their way to not become an issue. Although they did... They did blow up with jets on television, so... Hmm. All God. <laughs> yeah. God, God got killed pretty overtly, so maybe you're right. 
I love that tree that he breaks in half. Yeah, man. It's inked so cool. And that splash, it's a great splash. Leave me alone, devil woman. I really want to, I actually really want to see this in inks. Yeah. yeah. Again, great coloring. Just like the way the like you know, the burst around the tree and shit. So good. So good. Then we get uh, Maxine getting sick. And can I say that I feel it's kind of like almost here's this great little moment where she is just a tiny bit flirty, like old Maxine, where she goes, don't think you can take advantage of me while I'm all weak and tired. Hey, that's kind of flirty. That's kind of like old Maxine. Yeah. Yeah. Peeking through a little bit. Just a bit. Just a touch. Can I tell you, like, I can't wait for, like, her hair. Like, I hope. Eric brings her back to like the long hair Maxine. I thought she was su- such a better looking character, long hair. <laughs> like I, I looked at the old issues and I forgot how lo- like, like if you look at some of the older issues where she had long hair, she just looks older. Mm-hmm. It looks she just I don't know. I think she looks too young with the short hair. And then you always get those people who are like, "Well, Malcolm or Dragon's a pedophile or whatever." <laughs> but uh, if you look at some of those first kind of solo issues when, when when Malcolm was just getting the book together. You know, like some of those covers where like he's holding her and jumping through the air or something like that. I don't know. It just she just looks like older and more suitable for Malcolm. <laughs> Scott James, if he had never brought it up, I probably wouldn't have noticed. But like when I went back and looked, it is crazy how different Maxine looks in the earlier. Like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She actually, I, I think she looks like a sexier character with long hair, too. We'll give it time, man. Her hair will grow. That's how you know time's progressing. Yeah. Is so, uh, Angel wearing a wig? Like Angel is still being awful. Yeah, what a bitch, dude. <laughs> Just like... confusing the fuck out of these kids. Now, here is Malcolm's yelling at somebody who deserves it i do want to say good faces too like look at amy in panel four yeah and then like even again amy like standing on the crib with maddie yep good faces she's got her mom's freckles yeah dude they're even colored a little bit orange and like in this like it's good stuff i love malcolm yelling face it like it's the same he's a draw dragon like that too kind of cartoony looking mostly mouth yeah (laughs) i love that also, too, it's really cool. This is a good kind of a moment because while, you know, I, I do want Malcolm to be his own character, he's still his father's son. And uh, I love the way he can kind of just like, you know, he kind of just like destroys Angel's argument so well with his yeah. like, yeah, well, you know, let's throw this up in a bunch of three year olds face. It's like perfect. It's like the perfect shutdown. But yeah, she still goes at it. It's like, yeah. gather around, kids. Let me tell you about the time when all your mommies got naked and rolled around in a big sweaty heap with your daddy. It's now like, that's what? just inappropriate. Yeah, dude. He tells her not to say it, and then she turns right around. I was just like, oh, dude, Angel the heel. Angel with the heel turn, dude. I like the lighting of Malcolm's cell phone on his face. Just another little thing. There were all kinds of little flourishes in this yeah, issue yeah. that were just really nice. Yep. 
And then this fight scene, bro. Anytime there's four panels of action, that's going to be a good page. Yeah. I am a big fan of using power line, power, uh, electrical poles as weapons. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's just running and like all those dudes are going flying. Mm-hmm. It's oh. even got the little metal steppy things on that one. Yeah. It's so good, dude. That's such a good panel. You swing it like a baseball bat like the thing does. That's always cool. I gotta tell you, this uh, trial, if you want to think of this as like a more trial run of uh, Ant than the Spawn stuff, like I'm just saying like Ant, just Eric owns the shit out of this visual. I'm just saying like her just like all these like acrobatic poses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So good, dude. So good. Like he just owns the shit out of it, man. It's good stuff. Let me get some more cutbacks to the apartment. Now, this is a great... You were talking about, like, here's what's so good. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, it cuts away from the action to them hanging out. Talk about just, like, bam, hitting you with some crazy shit and some dialogue. How about marry me? Yeah. Well, and she's doing the same shit, though, too, and Frank's kind of pointing it out. Like, whoa, should you be, like, talking to... Uh, Layla about you know having a brother too and how that's going to screw things up because you know her and Jackson are brother you know brother and sister and she's just going on about that and now you know they're getting all attached to each other mm-hmm. but then you know like you said Raven like you know the marry me thing and then it's like you know can can we we can talk about it. So, like, she's thinking about it. So what's that mean? Yeah, like Angel in America or, you know, Frank Jr. in Canada. Frank Jr. in Canada makes way more sense than Angel going to America. Really? She can't take her kid with her, dude, and she's crazy about her kid. I think she needs to get away for her kid for a while. She's clearly not into that, dude. She's, like, having baby crazy all the time. Every issue. She's like, he's got my eyes. Oh, it's my baby. Like, every issue. That's why she needs some distance. (laughs) It's not going to happen, dude. I bet she'll fucking turn heel and kidnap the damn babies or something at this point. We'll see. Losing her mind, dude. It's funny that Kevin's just this, like, sappy dude, but, like, he looks evil as shit. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Sappy dude, you, he just looks good. You're just intimidated by his good looks. He's just he's got he's got his Mister Rogers sweater on. He's just him, like kind of a goof now, like man who can wear it and still kick ass. He's the best, Kevin. Yeah, he's a badass. <laughs> he looks badass in that panel. How's Maxine? <laughs> I kind of wonder what he sounds like. I don't think did I have. Did... A, I don't think I have a have a, a a voice for him. So Skullface was in the cartoon. That's true. Wasn't he like he man? Undoubtedly, <laughs> he man. <laughs> it was never he man. It's like H E M U N. He man. You bumbling boob. <laughs> <laughs> so like that, but like the son of that. <laughs> House Maxine. How come? <laughs> it's good alright that was the end of this podcast now yep that's it that's it wrap it up I gotta say um, Malcolm I love Malcolm's like crossed arms 
<laughs> cross torn Malcolm care to tell me what's going on here. And then like when he punches in the face, Malcolm's oh, just like, freak. he's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> I love how when he punches him is like a, a lot of like all that snow on the bottom of his boot that Eric bothered to draw that. <laughs> yeah, it's great, dude. I don't think I've ever like seen him do that. What draw the snow on the bottom of the boot? Yeah, that's, yeah, that is a nice touch. I I do appreciate that. <laughs> I did find it weird, and I guess I forgot. But like, <laughs> I guess Ant and Malcolm have a rocky relationship now after their last like yeah, he got, he got uh, crossover. He dropped a mountain on him and <laughs> left. Yeah, I totally just like spaced on that though, but he didn't forget. <laughs> also, this is a weird. This is a weird page, just because. Here, here's here's my thought on this. It's like we're walking into an ant issue without <laughs> right. context exactly, except for this exposition with the Illuminati and the, the end times and the... Well, the backup helps clarify that she actually did talk about that in the spawn run. Oh, yeah, I, I recall that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that... But it's been a while since that. Yeah, and, and Malcolm just kind of walks into all of this, and it almost, it almost, it makes Ant sound crazy, but that's because we're from Malcolm's point of view on this. That's what's great. It totally works. Like Malcolm is the reader, and so no, we don't know what the fuck's going on. Like why they're fighting. Like we have no idea. This Illuminati stuff is great. <laughs> yeah, the biblical rapture, like rich people trying to like jump in the bodies of gods to avoid the apocalypse that they themselves are creating mm-hmm. ripped from the headlines. I like it. I like Ant. I'm liking Ant more and more and I really want to find out more of what her deal is. Yeah, dude. And I also love the fact that like Ant who I just didn't think of her as like operating on that level, like able to fight gods and like, she's worried about this global thing. Well, you, like, you, know, you know what I'm terrified of? That she's going to turn into wild star. What do you mean? Like she shows up every 50 issues and her story just kind of moves forward. Oh, I hope not, dude. This issue is like sold me. Like I was, didn't need selling on ant, but like this issue sold me even harder on ant. Like here's this like badass that can fight with gods and has the Illuminati as her enemy. <laughs> sold, dude. That's solid. It's fucking great. I agree. She's a good character, but I'm still not there. I I don't know. I uh I need more. Oh yeah? Well, yeah, we'll get, I need like, more. Get I don't there. know. What, I, are you, what are you feeling? I just I don't know. I don't know where Eric's going with this character. Like what you know, she doesn't have any other supporting characters. I mean, obviously he's not gonna like throw a ton of her characters into the I mean, Savage she, Dragon. She, she mentions a few last time and she There's uh, Gadget right. Man for sure. Yeah. Like like what it seems to be is she's got like all these uh, operatives or at least uh, allies that she relies upon on her globe trotting adventures was able to get in touch with spawn easily enough. I'll, I'm just interested in how Eric would take her series on. I, I think the Mario Gully series, I did not enjoy. I thought mm-hmm. it had some good aspects to it, but I don't know. Of course she's strong. She's got proportional strength of an ant. Is that, <laughs> is that true? I mean, that would, I, 
I thought that was always the implication. Yeah. You know what I think, Craig? I think that the taint of those Mario Goli uh, issues. You said taint. Yup. <laughs> I think that that taint, that red shiny taint, <laughs> is tainting your opinion. Because, see, I'm coming into this clean, right? Like, I didn't read those issues. Yeah. And so, for me, basically, Ant is exactly what we see on these pages, plus what we saw in Spawn. Ditto me. I had no interest in Ant when it was a thing. So, for me, I'm excited to learn more, and I, like, I'm excited by this reveal that, like, she's fighting, like, the Illuminati and their huge plan to create a giant, like, apocalypse and, like... That is a cool idea of, like, think of the implications of them being able to project themselves into people. Super people. Yeah. That has all kinds of crazy implications. That actually would be pretty cool. I wasn't thinking of it in that terms. Like, this kind of thing would carry on to an ongoing... It could. I mean, it might go... You know how Savage Dragon rolls. It might. We might never hear from it again. But... Think about this in terms of, like, the tech that was introduced in this issue. It's kind of like, that's new tech that has all kinds of crazy ramifications. Right, right. Somebody could take over Malcolm. Somebody could take over fucking Angel. Like, if you can, however the projection process works, you know, and... I mean, not to jump ahead, but I just want to say this, like, in defense of the uh, kind of potential for this story. How does Malcolm, how does Malcolm, like, manage to thwart this? He electrocutes the shit out of the dude and the dude falls out, right? Right. Think of it this way. That makes Malcolm and other electrical powered people, like, the natural enemies of this Illuminati. Makes sense. Because they have the, they have the way to defeat this process just He's just got lightning powers, so, and he can knock them out of their bodies. So, I'm just saying, like that kind of puts a giant bullseye on Malcolm's head. And uh, Aunt even tells Malcolm, she's like, you know, dude, this is a test run, and if it's successful, like this is where how they're gonna go. So you got to think that like this Illuminati or whatever is monitoring this situation. So, I don't know. I'm just saying I think there's all kinds of crazy shit that can happen. We will see. I hope so. That'd be cool. Think of the potential, dude. I'm there. All right. All right. Are you there? Convinced. I'm Are convinced. You? I'm getting there. All right. I'm getting Get hype. There. Yeah, dude. It, it has. See, that was why <laughs> I got hype. After reading this issue, I was like, oh, shit. Because... Like, I, I like any Savage Dragon issue that's just a fight, but of course, what did we say just last FinCast? That we would like to see some story arcs, right? Right, right. This is some shit that could potentially be a huge story well, arc. Well, here's the thing, and this is my gut feeling on this, and that's coming off the issue, is uh-huh. that this is Ant's story. So I actually personally don't think it's going to directly impact Malcolm the way you think it might. This is mm-hmm. more if we go if we get an ant series, this is what she's going to have to deal with, body stealing and conspiracies and what have you. So think about this then, think about the implications of that even if it is mostly out of the pages of Savage Dragon. Right. But, but is mostly addressed in Ant. 
that means that instead of Ant simply just being a book in the Dragon universe, mm-hmm. um, that very directly ties her into some of the shit that's happening in Savage Dragon with like this Illuminati. They're fixated on escaping into gods. So there's God Town right there. Right. Powerhouse is a Ooh. god. Blind Thor, maybe he could see again if he's possessed by somebody. Yeah. All kinds of potential. I get all the powers of Thor. Why can't I see anything? <laughs> <laughs> they could even potentially like possess a god and then like, you know, have their children be legitimate gods, like impregnate someone like dragon yeah. style. Yeah. And so Dude. then you've got rich <sighs> gods. You know, it would have been great. I almost feel like it's a missed opportunity mm. instead of this Ragnarok guy. How cool would it have been if someone like possessed Zeke and then we got a Malcolm Zeke fight. He's kind yeah. of he's kind of a rando. It would have been Zeke. No, no, this guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, what if it, it could have you know it, the fact that he's a new guy that we haven't ever seen. Um, if it had been someone we recognized, then you could have that moment. Oh, is this the guy we know? Oh no, there's this whole thing going on where he's possessed. Like, what if it was? What if it was Thor? Like, for example, right? Th- th- missing his hammer, just running around on a rampage. Malcolm thinks he knows what he's dealing with, but he's not. He he gets blindsided by what he doesn't understand. I don't know, just, just think it out loud. I'll just say in defense of uh, the choice that was made, if it was somebody you knew, then you wouldn't have that mystery element of are they possessed or aren't they? Right. Um, is Ant crazy or isn't she? Oh, good because- point. Because that's another thing they introduced in this thing. I don't think they really talked about psychotic breaks or anything in the... I don't think so, in the Spawn issue. But apparently Ant has a history of mental instability. Makes sense, and right. so, And so kind of like, that's why I think this rando was chosen instead of Thor. I'm totally with you. It would have been awesome to see, especially like you said, Craig. Like if it was like Thor and suddenly he just could see... And it was like, huh, what the hell, you know, where's, why can Thor see and what's up with this? Like, and why is he acting so weird? But I think that the reason why it was this rando is so that you could have that moment where Malcolm doubts Ant. I think. Yep. He's pulling his father all over again. His father (laughs) never trusted anything anyone ever said to him. Yeah, he didn't, did he? (laughs) He always thought you were an idiot. And then he would get blindsided by some bullshit because he was being an asshole. <laughs> That's Dragon for you. Top ten reasons. He should stay dead. <laughs> Dumbass. I don't you know, want all to. Of it, do you, I, I reread this. Did you know that literally every single one of his problems would be solved just by listening to Sergeant Marvel? <laughs> He's thick-headed. Yeah. He, yeah. He's a jerk. That's why it's so good. Yeah. Um, I don't want to jump back away from that stuff too much, but uh, frankly, I am ecstatic that uh, Greta Gearbox is a character now. Yes, and this is actually was my 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 uh, wish from the beginning. I love it, dude. I love this that, development. That, the, she the... Is, that she's going to be the, the the kid's nanny. It's great. It makes perfect sense because, as we see in the coming pages, like it's too much for Maxine to handle, and or they need a it? protector of the kids while Dragon's gone. Yeah, 
I think it's funny though, like the juxtaposition between Greta Gearbox and like the Secret Legion. They're like these wholesome little kids, and then here's this like big titted French maid looking sex <laughs> robot. Isn't it even funny just to have Captain Tootsie saying sex bot? Yeah. <laughs> just doesn't seem right. <laughs> God, I can tell you, I love Captain Tootsie. I like his look, and he kind of fills that Rex Dexter, like Daredevil, all in one type yep. uh, character. That's it. Only better than Rex Dexter because he's, like, nice. <laughs> he's not, like, a shithead. Yeah. He's a cool character. I hope he does stick around. Yeah. Need that, like, inventor. It is cool. Like, and that's what's awesome. And also, too, if, you know, Greta Gearbox is the nanny and, you know, she's and he repairs her and can program they her They could totally stuff. make out sometime. <laughs> what? Not where I was going. <laughs> I was just going to say that's a reason for Captain Tootsie to get dragged into the book regularly to do repairs and stuff. To smooch. hey you never know in savage dragon (laughs) but uh i challenge you to name the kids what are their names without using the wiki uh scrappy bo diddly bingo (laughs) you've already forgotten that's okay. The ship I know got named. Chubby or what's his name? Chewy? Fatty fuckface. <laughs> Fatso. Yeah, it's Fatso's one, isn't it? Is it? I don't I think it's something like that. He doesn't fucking know. The kid that's literally eating a, a Tootsie Roll in this. He's eating it in like two of the three panels. Fatso, Is Fisty, it? Maybell, Rolo, Sweetie. Fisty? Is there a Fisty? <laughs> it's Fisty. <laughs> Now, I do. I do remember Rolo because he's that competing chocolate company. Rolo, Fatso, Fisty, Maybell, Sweetie. I'm just going to take your word for it. That's right. You are. <laughs> Greta's, Greta's really into Fisty. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was going to say Fisty is how you describe a date. <laughs> what kind of dates do you go on? How'd your date go, Fisty? <laughs> <laughs> it's classic. I wonder how these kids are gonna I'm die. Like second knuckle. <laughs> see any garbage disposals around? I think they'll live, dude. You'll see. For they'll now. be the they'll be the anti little wise guys. They'll I hate, live. I hate kid legion groups. I'm sorry. Not into it. Uh, everyone loves they, the newsboy legion. They yeah. fit Captain Tootsie's shtick perfectly though. Yeah. I hate kid sidekicks, too, though. I'm not going to pretend I like them. They fit Captain Tootsie, but I still hate the little kid sidekick. <laughs> it's incredibly dangerous world that they live in. That's all <laughs> <laughs> These kids will fucking die. I'm positive Real with it. diabetes. <laughs> in the real world, everyone looks at like Captain Tootsie like he's some kind of pervert. It's just like this guy hanging out with like what? eight-year-old kids <laughs> ten-year-old kids seen a sex or he's just huh? a fucking monster just to have them around danger all yeah. the time look at, look at that weirdo he's playing around with these little kids what's going on over there <laughs> i tried not to laugh so back dude. to the fight 
<laughs> no, it's good. This is good. Another four panel action. Awesome. Yeah, I love the panel where um, the Ragnar guy just boots like Malcolm over the building. Oh, like yeah. the angle is such a cool like view. Such a cool angle. And I didn't know the ant could pop blades out of her costume. It doesn't those, where? Are, those are just her antennae. They're blades. Oh, no, no. I see what you're saying. Forearms, dude. Forearms, no, blades. Yeah, there's like a third panel on that six panel. There's a six panel page, and she has like blades coming out of her forearms. Wait. Yep. Slash. Narrow it down to for me. Uh, so go to the panel, the page that's six panels and starts with blood. Okay, okay. I do see them now. That is and now. there she is. Yep. Okay. I thought at first you were just talking about her antennae. That... Nope. That's nope. cool, too, that yep. she uses those. Yep, she can pop blades out of her costumes. That's cool. Guys, how about Maddie the Menace? So, we... <laughs> Hold on, let me see how many pages it is to the end, because I want to talk about this like scene as like one thing. Okay. So, do we want to wait to the end, or do we want to do yeah, it we can. Now? No, we can jump ahead. So, uh, I like the splash page of Suck on This Man God. Mm. Yeah, Malcolm's That's back. Fucker. And he does what he does best. Yeah, dude. Murder him as quickly as possible. <laughs> no, it's great, though. This whole thing is great because, like, the old man just falls out. Like, Oof. just <laughs> so good. And then the Ragnarok just fucking kills him immediately. Dude, I, I do love when Malcolm goes, that's the craziest thing I've ever... Actually, that may come in about number four. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Dude, this is some classic Savage Dragon shit right here. And, like, the comedy. And even, like, when the dude's, like, stand down, noble toad. You know in your heart my action was just. Yeah. I, as this withered worm, tried to bury me. So good. It's good, dude. I kind of liked him when the old guy was possessing him. More. <laughs> yeah. He's Ragnar. even more of a dick now. Yeah. yeah he's, just a, he's just a regular dick. Ah, he's pissed. That dude was controlling him. You'd be pissed too. You'd probably be really hungry and pissed. Some old bastard just controlling your god body. That was great, dude. Fucking just got she strangled the shit out of him. Now he snapped his neck. Uh, I think he, I think he more crushed it. Uh, uh, well, it I, I believe the sound effect. Yeah, I was gonna say snap. The sound effect seems to indicate that he snapped it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he brocked Malcolm in the face. So good. Farron Delgado hype. It's good. I love it. Very savage dragon. This whole thing, like just with the weird ending. And then like, he was just like, ah, well, you know, is that good enough? And he's like, and it's like, yeah, it's fine. So we talking about this ending. So, yeah. Let's let it go, Jim. So how do I even, how do I even approach this? I knew you weren't going to like this. When I read it, I was like, oh, shit, there well, what, it is what, again. What do you think is going on? <laughs> well, it looks like fucking, uh, I, I, I hate that uh, Thunderhead appears to be in a giant puddle of blood. Mm. That's saddening to me. Yeah, where are the kids? But, Besides Maddie. So that's a dick. That's Basilisk. That's Basilisk's dick. Yeah. So here's my thought. I think this is a dream. I don't know. Because I think this is all of Maxine's fears. Being killed by her own daughter and being attacked by this fucking dick. Oh, that's a real good uh, point. 
Because she's sickened in bed, and I think she's just having a fever dream. And I think it's just... Because I don't think he's going to kill Thunderhead. I don't... I think Eric... I hope I, not. I, it's such a shock. I mean, it is what Eric does, but I don't think it's real this time. On the other hand, didn't didn't Malcolm or Maxine rip off Basilisk's dick, right? right? Yeah. So there's that, that we know that it was detached. Right. I think, that's, so could, I think that's what you're supposed to think back to. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Has Eric ever done a dream sequence that, like, I don't know. Misrepresented, like, reality? I don't know. I mean, it, mm. although the caption says Amy Dragon fights alone. Hmm. Yeah, although on the a- cover, Amy she's fighting is, some guy. Amy fights alone. Oh, that flaming guy. Yeah, that's right. It might not have anything to do with this sequence. Yeah. Could still be a fever dream. You never know. So the question is, is uh, which would make you matter? Because uh, I, for one, hope that it's fucking not real. Like, <laughs> I hope it's a fever dream. It just, it just, because Maxine, Maxine's been having issues with Madeline's electric powers previously. Right. It's an ongoing issue, and she's terrified of it. Sure. Or, we've seen that before. Yeah. And she obviously is going to have trauma from Basilisk. Right. So this is another one of her greatest fears is that he's returned or part of him has returned or the yeah. It uh, it could make sense because where would you know you would think the other kids would be like there fighting that thing or something. Right. And like also too why would Maddie just be crawling around like loose. Loose. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Jim. I I hadn't actually thought that it would be a dream until you and literally until you just said it. But yeah, it could just be a fever dream. That is my prediction. I can't wait to be proven wrong. And Kevin's dead, and we're all angry. I hope not. <laughs> I I hope you're right, dude. <laughs> it's okay. Craig, Craig will be happy. He doesn't do those sweaters anymore. I like Skullface. <laughs> I just don't like his sweaters. That's okay. If you name Skullface, he shouldn't be wearing sweaters. Thunderhead, but that's okay. Uh, Thunderhead, sorry. <laughs> Your name's Thunderhead. You shouldn't be wearing sweaters. Hey, you know, look like a thug, get treated like a thug. He's just trying to lock down that sweet May. Hmm. Trying to keep that experienced older woman happy. <laughs> He's listening to the words of wisdom. I don't know. This ending was shocking. I really was like, oh shit. And, uh,. I will admit I didn't think that that was Basilisk's loose dick until uh, fucking you said it. But that is fucking crazy if that's what's happening. Um, I do want to say that there is a very interesting letter that we should not neglect. Okay. Um, Because this is some shit that we wondered openly aloud about. And uh, Eric responds to someone... Uh, blah 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 well basically he says that the you know demonoids are subterranean there are all kinds of other creatures on all kinds of other uh, levels of the earth Uh, some areas not everything has everything all around the globe some areas just have ants others have demonoids there are trolls and other lava creatures various subterranean races just like in the surface world 
Not every group is the same on a technological level. Some demonoids are more advanced than others. Some forge weapons and make clothes and have a more functional society. Others do not. So, incredibly juicy as letter responses go. Because we were literally wondering that last issue. Yeah. True. Yeah. Like, some are naked and some wear clothes and shit like that. And Basilis could, like, fucking talk eloquently, you know. But it, doesn't wear clothes. Yeah, but does, but, but does not wear clothes, yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was. I thought I was like, oh man, that letter is too good not to bring up on the FinCast. Listeners, if you don't read the letter column, read it, write in, contribute your own letters. Like Savage Dragon always has good letters. Yep, absolutely, and uh, I'm happy to see that there's a solid two pages of letters, typically every issue, if not more. Hmm. And that reminds me, I got to write in because I haven't written in in a while. I got to do my part. If you but, write uh, in now, you could get into the next issue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what'd you guys think of this uh, reprinted matter? Not, it was the spawn pages, but they weren't. They were with. with Eric's original dialogue because Todd McFarlane changed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm and, actually looking at the the, uh, the the original printed version. Oh, uh, see, I, I should have pulled mine out. Yeah, it, it's actually pulled from just for reference. It's pulled from uh, Spawn 266. Nice. And uh, I thought maybe there were like caption boxes all over in it, but no, it's just a uh, it's just dialogue. I like it. I like this, and I also think it was fantastic that I did not have to dig into my, uh, you know, long box to read the ant stuff to see if she was talking about this Illuminati stuff. Mm. I like it. I like the way it's colored. It kind of has that, uh, oh, you know what I mean. (laughs) You know the coloring style I like. Like, what's the... uh, Kung Fu, not giant Kung Fu Bible stories, but uh, the one with the two peoples, two superheroes fighting on the cover. It had, like, what do you mean? It's Wait. colored like that. Oh, oh. Uh, uh, Herculean. Herculean. Oh, the 24-hour comic. I think, it's yep. Hercule- Her- I think it's Herculean, but I could just be crazy. Herculean? Yeah. I think I you were Herculean. <laughs> No, uh, I think you're Herculean. Yeah, I think you're Herculean to me, Purcell. Uh, fun fact, if you didn't remember, that is Ant behind, uh, with their mask off behind Malcolm on the airplane. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yep, behind the Ever Been to Tokyo, they have a giant monster problem, like Word Blade, and that's Ant there. So, if you ever wondered, oh, yeah, want to see how she looks. So just going back and forth, the first two pages with them in the bedroom, that didn't that didn't have a bunch of uh, caption boxes, but literally every other page was plastered with caption boxes <laughs> that were not there in Eric's original. Weird, including that double page splash. He's just 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 tossing them around. He loves his caption boxes. That Todd McFarlane. What we're saying, like on the caption box, like on the double page splash, just give us a caption box. Yeah, let me, okay, let me pull it up. I'm right there. 
Like, I'm just curious because yeah. it doesn't need it. So, all right. So, oh, well, the, the whole dialogue is different. All right. So, in the printed original in Spawn, there's a dialogue box that says, When they arrive, it's far worse than either could imagine the catastrophic damage from the fallen structure. The scene of carnage, of mutilated bodies, of so many innocents and dozens of animal-like creatures pouring out of the epicenter crevice. And then the woman is saying, the, the, the villainess here is saying, Stop them, my army, then bring me to me, monstrous commands you. And then there's another caption box that says, <laughs> They also see the cloaked hero spawn across the street. And when, oh, no. uh, and when he <laughs> notices them, they collectively know they can use as much help as possible. Oh no, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh, is the oh, that's exact bad. right response. Oh, that's bad. That's ex- that is literally what you're never supposed to do. That is describing what you're seeing. Yeah. That is that is that is fucking silver age exposition. Yeah. What the fuck that is. Yeah, dude, that's the parody, the, the, you know, panel of a guy pointing at a bear and saying, you know, oh, look, it's a bear with his word balloon. And the <laughs> caption says, Jim pointed at the bear that he saw before him. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's bad. Oh yeah. I almost like it. It's so bad. <laughs> they also saw spawn. And when they knew, they all knew they could use each other's help. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's oh. so bad. <laughs> oh, dude <laughs> that's awful wow i mean damn Dizam. <laughs> holy shit dude i'm i'm got my issue now i'm looking at it like they on the plane thing like eric brought osama bin laden uh and they have it there but then at the end like ever been to tokyo yeah, they have a giant monster problem over there. The guy last night, uh, McFarland took that out and put more text box in. What's the text box there say? I'm beginning to think this whole trip is a mistake, and I don't know how long I'm going to be able to put up with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Is there a caption balloon or a word box on the uh, airplane panel at the top of that page? The what yes. am I doing? What's that uh, one say? It's a, the, is a, is a box that says what am I doing? Uh, this is crazy. I don't even know her. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, he, took, he took out all the thought balloons. Oh, and that's them. what he did. He turned all the thought balloons into caption boxes. It's uh, there's a school of thought. I don't agree with it at all, but there's a bunch of people out there in the world. Like it's been taught almost that like you just don't use thought balloons and uh, turning them into narration boxes is the modern. Yeah, I've seen people say that they're like, oh, you should never use it. And it's like the only place for those is in the past. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, that's not true. You can do whatever you want. I will say in the the um the spawn version where they're jumping into the cab, like mm-hmm. if you're looking at your dragon comic as Malcolm says, Yeah, let's get this over with and the spawn one, he says that, but then Ant talks to the cab driver, she's like, Perfect, Freddie, you know the spot we're going to and he's like, Got it. So it gives you a little more of a Wait, that's in the spawn comic? 
Yeah. So, like... Okay, bear with me. In the Spawn version... Todd makes it implied that they know each other, that she's like he's like one of their her agents. Yes. But that's not in the Eric version. Correct. See, that's fucking weird because I that kind of stuff is what I thought Ant was all about, but now that it looks like that was written in by McFarlane, that yeah. may not be the case. We'd have right. to like we'd have to like talk to Eric about the other like characters that she talked about in those spawn issues. Or maybe, well, we, or maybe they might have been in the Savage Dragon issue, so maybe it's not as... I was going to say, Gadget Man, I'm almost positive, is confirmed as an Ant cast member. Okay. Because uh, I said something once about Ant and Gadget Man, and even Gavin like like jumped on there and liked it. Right, right, right. Okay, so Ga- if Gadget Man is legit, but I thought this Freddy guy was part of that. But if that was yeah. a part of a, a McFarlane rewrite, then that's not the case. Mm. The plot thickens. We gotta get Eric on the show. <laughs> gotta, get, gotta get the answers to these questions. What just makes me more excited for Ant? Like, I really like this like thin line stuff, though. You know, because without without because that's the other thing is it doesn't have the uh, McFarlane like ink embellishes, mm-hmm. and it really reminds me of the, that last issue of Supreme that he did. Uh, he drew it very much like this, and I liked it a lot then. I think he said that Ant was going to be colored this way. Yeah, th- if this is like a preview of what Ant is going to look like, it's kind yeah, of it's really cool because it, 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 in some ways it like reminds me of like a Michelle Fife or a uh, or a uh, Tom Scioli. It looks look a lot better the... than what I thought, to oh, be yeah? honest. Yeah. Well, when he described it, you know, he's like, oh, it's not going to be as detailed and it's, you know, going to be more flat colored. That did not sound good. Mm. <laughs> like, that did not sound appealing, but this I like actually it, but looks good. I don't think it will translate well in sales to, like, the typical comic reader. I don't think it will catch on well with... Philistines, yes, we are. It's yes. funny you should say that, though, because I think GoBots, like Jim said, is colored... In a very similar old-fashioned style, I wouldn't, I, even, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even call this old-fashioned because even like Silver Age comics don't look like this, right? <laughs> they, with the with the like the the flat the flat like monsters and like I the guess single that, color I, rubble. I think Sholey has his own kind of thing going, and people know what to expect from him after well, the Transformers GI Joe. Just, just so you know, I've I've been in a few discussions about like the Transformers GI Joe stuff. There is a group of like Transformers fans who absolutely detest the look of that book. Fuck them! Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but they they think it. They they say things like it's like it looks like a child drew it. Because they don't fucking get it. They don't understand. Right. Don't know how art. Don't know shit about art. They're so used to like the over-rendered, over-colored, like, Transformers comics. I, I mean, and that's a... Uh, someone tries to make it look like the toys with the flat colors. They just... It doesn't make sense to them. They don't get it. Right. Well, it's a byproduct of all those corporate comics, you know, having such a like a house style, mm. like a similar style <sighs> is that you have you have people that to them, if something does not look that way, it is not, quote, professional. Right. 
and and that, that that is one of the words. It doesn't look professional. And Jim, you know this is it looks true. Amateurish. Those are the quotes. Well, even in video games, like you have those people who, if a game doesn't have photorealism as the art direction, they're out. It's not brown. It needs to be browner. Yep. Not gray and brown. Yep. Too colorful. Yep. I, I've got a buddy that can't play Fortnite, even though he loves shooters, because it's too colorful. Crazy. And Madness. I'm just saying that There's it so happens. many other reasons not to play Fortnite. Right. <laughs> just saying art, like people in art, it's weird. Like, it's real weird. It is like, it, absolutely weird. I don't think that would be good for ant cells, to be honest. I think ant would probably do better with a more traditional coloring style. Hmm. We'll see. I dig it. I will say this, uh, ant. Um, this is a weird observation, but bear with me. Uh, ant was her book was supposedly last time we heard about it supposed to be more all ages than Savage oh, Dragon. True. That is true. And uh, I just will, I hate to say this, but I got to say it, with her costume being as tight as it is, mm. I cannot see this people considering all ages considering kids that. book with the naked woman. I can't, <laughs> I can't see people accepting that, dude. Like, you can see her fucking, like, you know, camel toe in her costume in some of these panels. And I'm just saying, like, I cannot see people accepting that. She's like a female ages. Venom, though. I That's don't crazy uh, thing. I don't see that sell- playing as all ages is all I'm saying. Like this, this costume is basically a, a red nude form. I just don't see that playing like for all Superman. ages. <laughs> Even Superman has underwear lines to break things up and a symbol. Ant is literally a nude form with like a, a head, an ant head. I'm yeah. just saying, like, I don't know. Talking about, like, you know, Ant's book and, like, how it could look and whatever else. I think, like, if the book is drawn, like, I don't know how. It'd have to be drawn a little less clingy, her outfit. It's weird. It's weird. I'm excited for Ant. I'm just saying, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> right. We'll see how the fuck it works. I'm with you, Craig. I, I don't think, I would love to see it colored this way because I think this coloring looks awesome. I just don't see the publics eating it up. You know what I mean? Right. Which sucks because I think it looks great. Funnies. Fun- oh, that's right. You got a page of funnies to do. This is the issue. Listen, Savage Dragon, the book that keeps giving all the time. So, uh, this Heck If I Know comics, Heck If I Know Comics comic. Oh, that's great. Is amazing. That's I, great. I, I love it. <laughs> 10 out of 10. It's the kind of content I come here for. I'm down with the Moonbeard. Moonbeard always seems like it's a good one. I give Moonbeard 9.5 out of 10. <laughs> it's very good. Those two are mm, excellent. Dizzy dramas. It is funny. It's just not, it doesn't slay it. You know, every every page has to have a worst gag and <laughs> It just sadly those other two were so strong, but it's still good. That's still okay. <laughs> just heck if I know. And Moonbeard were fucking great, dude. Good stuff. I love it. I mean, how many issues have the funnies been in now? It's been quite a. We need to an uh, institution now. Perhaps in consult some kind of wiki. <laughs> <laughs> See if uh, that is tracked. They are tracked, so we could. Do some research on that. Math it out. 
you figured out light hours. I so did. I'm just saying, I feel like I feel like that was a lot this. easier. <laughs> was easier to figure out the light hours from Venus to Earth, mm. Venus to the Sun. Then how many the... how many issues of Seven Dragon the, the funnies have appeared in? <laughs> right. Oh, it's good, dude. That, that, so, that will involve clicking many links and tallying many numbers. So how you bros feeling about the ant and the god? 242, it's in the history books. How are you feeling? It's a really good issue. I liked it too. I think it's that... punch out ending hit me with the way it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look forward to finding out if I'm right or wrong <laughs> in the future. Craig? It isn't that really all that matters. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it was a lot of good character development, some good fight scenes, and a crazy-ass ending. It's always the three best things in Savage Dragon. It's good stuff. And uh, more Captain Tootsie, which I'm down with. And it seems like, you know, we've got an introduction of another kind of supporting character that's mm-hmm. going to be around in uh, Greta, whatever, Gre- Gearbox. Greta Gearbox. Yep. Yeah. Perhaps she so. will save Maxine from giant dick monster. Technically, we even got a new supporting character in Ragnarok. Oh, he's never coming back. You never know that. He could be the new Thor. He could be Malcolm's Thor. He kind of looks like Thor. He's like... Broided out asterisks. <laughs> he does kind of. So, not to put too much time into this, but we do need to catch up a little bit on some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Urban Legends. So if you feel like disappearing, you yeah. fickle fuck, now's the time. <laughs> now, the good news is, by issue 10, Dragon is actually going to appear. So mm-hmm. next time we review these, we should be talking about some Dragon. That was, just at a glance, here's what's hilarious. We're not going to talk about 9 and 10. We're talking about 7 and 8, 7 okay? and 8, because we're behind. But I will say this, um, when I thought we were doing 9 and 10 for this, I read them real quick before the thing. And um, the problem with seven and eight is that they are not nine and ten. Okay, like these issues are good; they're okay. But just nine and ten were so much better yeah. to me as a Savage Dragon reader. Well, this, I, these two issues kind of go together. Yep. Uh, in terms nice of little arc, yeah, yeah, yep. it's a bit of an arc. There's it's a, a little story arc. The, the, the turtles are back together again after all their adventures with uh, Komodo. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, we get reintroduced to Angel and uh, Casey Jones. I mean, uh, sorry, April and Casey Jones. Yep. Um, oh, oh, actually, we, that that happened the issue before. Th- this issue is picking up after issue six when uh, uh, Casey's daughter Shadow has been kidnapped. Right. This are... establishes Raph in the foot, which right. I think is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, from previous. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love issue seven, and we'll talk about it. But it's one of my favorites. But uh, Cassie, Casey is a real mess in this right now in this series. He's he's drunk, dr- drunken bitch, mm. picking fights, saying mean shit. What mm. a jerk! Jerk ass, jerk. I will say I love the coloring on that opening splash page. Yeah, yeah. Good dude. It's good Fosco art underneath that coloring. It's nice. I, you know, when, when this was when this uh, Urban Legends uh, comic was going to come out, I know you guys are saying, "Oh, IDW's coloring is it's going to blow." Well, I said and that. I haven't been, 
I haven't been too disappointed. It's so pretty good. They it, changed it, it, it up, or yeah, it hasn't been bad. I mean, it, it there was a couple of weird things in the first couple issues. In the second issue, in particular, there were some odd shadows. Yep, uh, where the shadow was inked, but they put but it got another shadow. But yes, it has improved. Yeah, it got better real fast. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's a lot better. Like I have I, no complaints, basically. I love issue seven because it really focuses on ninja type stuff. I, I love how it's a dark issue. Yes, they are ninja I, turtles. Right. <laughs> but I mean, as much as you say the ninja turtles they get away from that a lot from time to time and they're just more like kind of heroes and you don't focus on the ninja aspect. And you this can... issue with the foot kind of focuses a lot on the brutality of being a ninja and you know, how it they're not Ninjas are not heroic, you know. Right, they are are more like the foot. Yeah. Um, The turtles are killers. They always have been, actually. And I love how this kind of kind of discusses Raph's kind of secret past of just chilling out with some of the Foot Clan because he (laughs) really wants to be a ninja. Yeah, he says I'm a ninja twenty four (laughs) seven. I was like, that's cool. Actually, it really fits. You want to talk about like Gary's like characterization of the turtles, I think has been one of the strongest parts of this whole thing. I feel like he really understands like each character and really makes it work. And it's funny how the things that happen to the turtles are almost like really great amplifications of like what each turtle kind of is and does anyway. Right. Like, for instance, like Donatello, you know, he's the smart, like, technology guy, so he becomes a fucking cyborg. Or, like, Raph being, like, this brooding, like, angry type guy becomes a member of the Foot Clan. It's great, dude. So that's really strong as hell. Like, I actually really like that. I think it's good stuff. I love how, like, if you look at the page before Raph jumps through the window to meet up with the clan, Mm -hmm. there's, like a page where there's like really dark purples, like the skyline and you can see all the Ninja turtles are all black silhouettes, but you can still tell who's who. Mm -hmm. It's freaking cool. Also that page like props to Fosco. That page has a really great sequential art flow where he climbs the ledge and then the just flows into the next panel of him running. And then he drops down, which literally physically goes down the page yeah. And so that's just really good composition. That's good shit there. Props. Kudos. And I just love when he meets up with the clan. It's got a lot of that like Frank Miller shadow kind of play with the windows and stuff like that. And, you know, you don't see the full figure of each clan guy. You know what I mean? They're just kind of blending with the shadows. You see their red eyes, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool with the coloring aspect of this. But uh, I just think it's neat. I love the whole dialogue. I love, you know, I'm probably skipping a few scenes, but I love when he talks to, like, the kind of leader of that of the clan or mm-hmm. whatever that group. And there's, like, the scene where he's going back and forth and, like, it's pretty ruthless dialogue, you know, basically. And there's light coming in through the window from, like, a street light or whatever, and it's just shining on the back of, like, the ninjas. But... The ninjas basically just look like a black silhouette with red red eyes, you know? I just – I really enjoyed it. I thought it was well done. It's a good use of color in what was a black and white issue. 
Absolutely. Because yeah, it would not have been like that in original print. I also right. love that when Casey is angry and he's flipping out, he like mistakes the one turtle for the other turtle. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did catch that. It was awesome. It's great because, again, they without their weapons in their hands, they do look a lot alike. So I was like, oh, that's Racist. great. <laughs> not wearing his blue bandana he's wearing a red one but at this point leo and mike are the two turtles that look the most alike right and yeah. so he mistakes leo for mike and i was just like oh it's a nice little touch just to have him make that mistake yeah this was a good issue uh i this... do oh, go ahead sorry no i was just gonna say this was strong like this was strong as hell i would say though the one little hiccup on the dialogue which i thought was kind of funny was when you know casey jones is out of his mind because basically his daughter is taken away from him right right and he's like uh i want them out of here he lost my baby my shadow she's all i have in the world and april's like what what about me what about us and it's like Will you shut the fuck up yeah seriously. april <laughs> like <laughs> that's great <laughs> She has another line towards the end, which I'll t- uh, when we hit that, that, I was just like, "Really? Like, is this that that her dialogue just was not good?" Co- but, Comics April is a, is a very different character than cartoons April. Yeah, I will say uh, also there's a panel of uh, April crying, mm-hmm. and uh, it's right there next to Michelangelo face. I gotta face. admit. Frank's humans can be a little wonky. Uh, it, it's that April O'Neil, just that one April face. I was like, oh. He's, he's very much of the Kirby school of square people. <laughs> Casey's working it. That April where she's crying, that's funny. No, this this issue, though, is strong as hell, for sure. Yeah. I, I love, you know, I love the scene of, like, just how ruthless the foot still are with um, Raphael. You know, it's like, we're not going to help you. We're just going to make sure that you do the job for us. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're Punish just keeping an eye on him. Yeah. Now, what's the deal? Uh, maybe, Jim, you know. Do you know the deal with Casey's daughter? Is that really her grandfather, the the mafia guy? Is like I don't the... know any really more than what the comic says. Okay. Uh, yeah, because that threw me for a loop. I was like, what the I'm hell? I'm pretty sure that's legit. Uh, just because the daughter is from another uh, relationship. So yeah, it, be- is it not his daughter? It's his the girl that he fell in love with that died? Her, yes. her daughter from a previous I don't think it's his biological daughter. I think that is the case. Gotcha. He is just her guardian. Gotcha. Oh, I didn't pick up on that at all. I thought that that was Casey and Gabby's kid. No, I don't think so. Well, he sure is flipping out over a step kid. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just being Dude, shitty. I love how, like, his... Was it on this one, or is it maybe the other issue? Maybe it's the next issue. I'm probably getting it confused. Possibly. These issues yeah, go right into is. a, go right into one another. So, yeah, yeah, it's the next issue, so I'll hold off on it. Well, no, let's jump let's on ahead. Right, let's just blast through them. Yeah, the foot slice right. the rope. Let's move on. Yeah, I love the scene where they slice the rope 
and he's like grabbing it as he's falling down and he like hooks the other guy. Oh, but yeah. then his his arms just get rope burn, his hands, I mean. Yeah. yeah. And you can see like the smoke coming off his hands and his hands are all bloodied. It's like it's pretty brutal. I like that. He yeah, just like, good. smashes through the window and like collapse collapses. It's good because, like, uh, you know, the Ninja Turtles, they're not actually all that super powerful. Like, they're still, like... They got, they're turtles with proportionate strength of humans. <laughs> yeah, so it is actually a really great thing to have his hands get, like, rope burned. It's cool as shit, man. I, I just... I don't know. I like how... I like how brutal... Um, Comics, you know, comics, Gary and and Frank are with the turtles. In comic, the comics turtles are the shit. It's always been like that. Yeah, yeah. It is funny, like them being like, oh, I would, Donatello being like, I wish I could be in there drinking beers with Casey, and yeah. I'm just like, hey, that's funny. It still kind of like messes with me a little. <laughs> Do you notice it says Big Bang Comics underneath on that, uh, where the where he's looking at the bar. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, I didn't. That's cool. Drunk uh, Casey Jones beats up some thugs mm-hmm. and gets shot. I know you said you didn't like the patriotic mask. Yeah. But I think it looks cool here. That's all right. I, I find it funny they keep calling it a Freddy Krueger mask. It's got to be like intentional. Oh, uh, instead of like a Jason, Jason mask. mask. Exactly. Yeah. Like the character is getting it wrong because the comic can't just go out and say it. Right, yeah, right. Maybe. I love how uh, Raphael stumbles back into the lair all busted up. Um, you did say previously, one of you did, that, that the stuff with Splinter being missing and the lack of urgency there. Yeah. At least that, that, story, that story is coming back. Um, yeah, I like see, it. Seems like they like to say, they like to say, um, shit, what do they call it? Uh, uh, Midway City, Midway City, Midway City, Midway City, <laughs> yeah. Midway City. Right. Just call it Midway. God damn it. <laughs> right. Yeah, Midway City. Uh, another funny thing, uh, I like this, uh, like I'm not shitting on it, but I think it's funny, like, for example, the little St. Paul's Cathedral thing, where it's like cites, I guess, a source, World Book Encyclopedia. Wait, what? It's like, oh. is that real? <laughs> like, is that real? Like, Built during the 1850s is a fine example of French Gothic-style architecture. The sixth largest church in the United States. <laughs> where, where, where is this? World Book Encyclopedia. Uh, after the page where Raph is asleep and he's on the bed with all bandaged up. Okay. Wait, Michelangelo is, about, is going back in. It's right before the baptism scene. Oh, Okay. Oh, Michelangelo, okay. the superior ninja. He certainly <laughs> tries. I mean, he does succeed. Yeah, I was going to say he succeeds where Raph fails. It's not the, often. The party dude brought it home. So I'll be honest, I skimmed through this part of the issue, so I don't. I miss most of the baptism stuff. They explain the relationship, more or less. Okay. Like and and basically, like he's telling him, he's like, "Oh, you know, we're gonna get you baptized." And she's like, "Oh, I want to be with my dad." He's like, "Your dad's with the angels." Oh, I want to be with the angels. No, no, you need to be here. But she's confused at which dad he's talking about. Right. <laughs> right. 
because I'm not. Maybe she doesn't know. I don't know. But all you need to know is that Mikey crashes like, the party. Does, do they explain why they kidnapped her? Oh, because I guess the, they needed an heir. She's royalty. Yeah, she's like the next in line, like to be like head of this family, basically. Oh, okay. So they just, they just don't want Casey to have her. They they want her on their side of the family. Right. It's it's his granddaughter. He wants right. his granddaughter. It's his son's his dead son's yeah, daughter. Don't. So right. Um, okay. I love the scene though where he's kind of crouched down like a gargoyle, and they don't even realize that you know. One of the mobsters has got his foot on the shell. Like, you don't notice at first until it pans out that his foot's on Mikey's shell. I thought that was a cool touch. Oh, yeah. That is cool. What panel? Where? It's like the second to last page of the comic. Oh, all right, all right, all right. He's, like, lighting a cigarette, and his foot's on, like, you don't see what it is until it pans out, and you see that he's on Michelangelo's shell, and Michael's, like, like hunched over. He's hiding in plain sight, as a ninja do. Like you said, good ninja shit. Yeah. I still like 9 and 10 better. But this is good. (laughs) This is is good, though. This is good, like, good ninja stuff. Yeah, it was good. It's not a bad two-bit, two-page arc. I mean, it reintroduces all the human characters, and... They hadn't been part of this series much up until this point, so that's that's useful. I just like how it focuses on ninjuring. <laughs> the art of ninjuring. Mm-hmm. Ninjutsu. I it's like good. that. I like that Also, uh, we get another really good Fosco turtle face to close the issue. <laughs> yeah. It's a long story. How about I explain things over dinner? I have an irresistible urge for pasta. Pazula! <laughs> Ragu! That's good stuff. Like it. It's okay if Raven does it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I like it. Cool. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. As much as those were good, and they were, I liked them. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I kind of was like not super hot on things because of the how like the Komodo thing kind of just sort of non-ended and then they just sort of forgot about Splinter as he flew off and it felt right. weird to me. Yeah. Actually, believe it or not, seven, eight, nine, ten, I'm like super into. Okay. And it really brought it around for me. So, uh, I'm back on board. I wasn't truly off board. I just wasn't truly feeling it, but just yeah, me. it's getting there. It's good. Okay. I like it. Well, we, we definitely will be covering nine and 10 next time. Yep. You know, unless that's, you don't, unless I'm Unless we don't. <laughs> That's chock full of vicious circle guys and stuff. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's loaded with it, dude. It's so good. I was so happy. We'll, we'll need some kind of wiki to keep them all straight. <laughs> savage Turtle Wiki. <laughs> it's still Savage. <laughs> savage Mutant Ninja Turtle Wiki.com. On the next Savage Dragon. <laughs> he just goes to... Alright, we jump the shark. Let's Do go. Do it. Go. Amy Dragon's first solo adventure comes with our highest possible recommendation. And that's it. Amy fights alone. So we see Amy beating a shit out of fire pants. And yeah, that's all we know. Cannot I'm down. Wait. I'm there. Yep, I'm excited. 
hopefully it'll hit real soon. Uh, I, I can't, I'm not going to, we're not going to hold him to this, but I feel like, uh, he did say he was going to play a little bit of makeup at some point. I think, I think I saw that somewhere. That is what? Like where, you know, kind of like took the issue a while to come out. So I think he said there was going to be like a Uh, double, a double month somewhere to kind of like, to kind of like catch up. You know how he did. He did that last year, didn't he? You know how he do. You know how he do. <laughs> There'll be adventure episodes. Two, two issue month. It coming. So, yeah, man. Excited. Excited as shit. Good stuff. Cool. Good all the way around. Alrighty. Well, that wraps that up for yep. this month. If you got any uh, questions or comments or top ten lists, send them to savagefincast at gmail dot com. Uh, we uh, you can find us at savagefincast dot com, and you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And really, that's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for putting up with our bullshit. See you next <laughs> month. See you next month. Later. (laughs) Our bullshit.